0: to uh, the book of the Psalms. I chose to preach this today because um, what's going on in the world, and uh, we can ask where is the influence of the church, and what is the health condition of the church in America today. As... uh, now the psalmist sees very similar things happening uh, in his day that we see. Uh, would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? To the choir master, according to the Sheminath Psalm of David Save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone. For the faithful have vanished from among the children of men. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boast. Those who say with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are with us. Who is master over us? Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace, on the ground purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from all generations, for this generation forever. On every side the wicked prowl; as vileness as vileness is exalted among the children of men. When the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God abides forever. Please be seated. Ghost Ghost uh, to Prayer Son. Silent, uh, pray silently for a moment for me as I preach this text and for yourselves as you sit under the proclamation of God's Word this morning. Let's pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we come before you today, and we confess our desperate need for your grace. Uh, Take away unbelief, take away uh, fear, take away a dullness of hearing, Lord, and, and be with me as I preach this psalm, be with your people as they hear it, and pray you would apply it to us and that we would be encouraged as we reflect upon your faithfulness, in Christ's name, amen. How healthy are you? How do you find out when you go to the doctor? A blood test. They look in your the ears. They listen to you breathe. They look in your throat. They look up your nose. They look everywhere. And then they read the blood test and they'll come back and tell you you need to be on cholesterol medicine or not. You need to be on blood pressure medicine or not. And they'll give you a A plus. You're great. You're in great shape. Or they'll give you maybe a C minus. Not so great a shape. And you need to lose weight. And boy, third are a lot. You know, lose weight, exercise, that kind of thing. Well, how do we measure the health of the church? If you were to measure the health of the church in America, you would give it an A to an F rating. Where would you rate the church in America today? I don't think it's terribly healthy. I think that churches where the Word of God is read and preached, where the Reformed doctrines are held to as being a correct understanding from the Scriptures, I think that they are few and far between. And there are two sources of heresy in the modern-day church, I think. One is liberal preachers preaching to liberal congregations in liberal churches. There are some that even deny the deity of Christ. They deny the miracles. Uh, they deny the inheritance of Scripture. And my question to them is, why bother using the Bible? Why don't you find something else? If you don't believe the Scriptures, why bother to use it? I think a, another source of uh, uh, of, um, of um, liberalism in the church is a uh, uh, televangelist. One night I couldn't sleep. I was too tired to read. Plus, if I turn my little light on, it wakes my end up. I do not want to do that. I always put her first. I'm a great husband. So I went up front and I turned on, turned on the television. And there was this guy named Mike Burdock. Oh, I don't know if any of you have ever seen him or not. But he sells miracles, $1,000 a pop. Uh, he wanted 1,000 people. To give a thousand dollars each, and they would be blessed as he is blessed. It's my opinion they'd be a thousand dollars less rich if they participated in that nonsense. And it's all over the place. I read one time or I heard—I can't remember if I read it or heard it—that R.C. Sproul was sick one Sunday and he stayed home, and he listened to some TV preachers, and I think he counted 35 heresies. In that length of time, but he listened to, I don't know who he's listening to. There's some good stuff on TV. I'm not saying there's not, but there is a whole lot of bad stuff. And so, where is the, uh, the strength of the church to change society? Not society to change the church, but for us to be salt and light in the world. Uh, where is that? We are in an age where insanity is taking place. Not knowing if you're a male or a female, that doesn't make any sense at all. It's just dumb. You can imagine an archaeologist years from now, finding the bones of some people and they identify them. You can tell if one skeleton's a female, one skeleton's a male. You imagine saying, "This is a male, this is a female, this one is confused. That's not going to happen. DNA, biology, informs you if you are a man or a woman. Well, as Christians, uh, we should live our life boldly for the cause of the gospel, courageously for the cause of the gospel, encouraging One another for the cause of the gospel, because God will always vindicate his people. The three things this morning from this text, God's servants will see the world advancing against it, against the church. The second thing, God's servants know that God is the only hope for positive Christian change. And the third thing is God's servants know God will act for good for the sake of his people. The first thing God's servants, uh, will see the world advancing against the church. Uh, the world is set in opposition to the church by God. God is the result, God is the reason for that. And you know, you can look back in scripture and the answer to that is because of the Bible. Christ is not popular with those outside of the church. I'm not saying that they can't be converted. They can be converted. That's what we need to be remonstrating uh, with people about the gospel and hope that they will come to faith in Christ. But as far as the world is concerned, they hate Jesus so much, they change the abbreviations for B's from B.C. to B.C.E., before Common Era, and from A.D. to C.E., Common Era. You see that at the museum. It bothers me that they did that for century upon century upon century we have d- uh, defined it as bc before christ and ad in the year of our lord uh, genesis 315 tells us i will put enmity between you and the woman between your offspring and her offspring uh, he shall bruise your head and you uh, you shall bruise his heel he's talking to the serpent there you imagine two families feuding that fills in the I uh, can't remember the name of them, movie it was McCoy's, I think, uh, McCoy's. Uh, they made a TV movie about that. Kevin Costner was in it, Bill, Bill, uh, Paxton. and Bill Paxton died at an early age from heart surgery. But it was interesting, and I read about that. There was also a very famous feud in Mississippi. I'll tell you about it sometime. And uh, They were related to Charlotte Pinnell, the family that was involved in this feud. And finally, it ended up that the two main feuders shot one another. And that was the end of the feud. It's very, very interesting. And it all started because they were both at Vicksburg. This is during the war between the states. One of them went home, left. The other one stayed. And they think that's the reason that there was this animosity between these two men. The one fella, uh, could not get over that fellow abandoning uh, the forts and going home. Well, it's that way with, uh, with the, uh, the uh, church and the world. Think of the the, uh, terminology the Bible uses to describe those of Christ and those of the world as light and darkness. They're antithetical. They will always be at loggerheads one with the other. And when that ceases to be, when the world begins to take on the characteristics, I mean the church begins to take on the characteristics of the world, and ceases to defend the faith and stand for the gospel, then the church is failing at that point. And that church at that point would get an F. Well, as I told you, this hostility is imposed by God. I will put enmity between you and the woman, your offspring and her offspring. So God makes the covenant with the woman and her descendants. So those who are of faith and God changes the heart of Eve as he brings her back into a relationship with himself by his grace so that she is no longer in the camp of the evil one. And then we, how do we explain the existence of evil? Well, there are all kinds of theories. I'm going to read these two quotes to you. The problem of evil is certainly the greatest obstacle to believe in the existence of God. When I ponder both the extent and the depth of suffering in the world, whether to demands inhumanity to man or to natural disasters, I must confess, that I find it hard to believe that God exists. same person also wrote this, As a Christian theist, I am persuaded that the problem of evil, terrible as it is, does not in the end constitute a disproof for the existence of God. On the contrary, I think that Christian theism is man's last best hope in solving the problems of evil. In our own day and age, uh at this uh movement to excuse behavior and by saying that you're a victim. And the things you do are not your fault. I read a book many years ago. It's called The Kink and Eyes, written by a Christian psychiatrist, and I want to read to you a poem written by Anna Russell. I went to my psychiatrist to be psychoanalyzed to find out why I killed a cat and blackened my wife's eye. He put me on a downy couch to see what he could find, and this is what he dredged up from my subconscious mind. When I was one, my mommy, this is a woman wrote this. When I was one, my mommy hid my dolly in a trunk, and so it follows naturally that I am always drunk. When I was two, I saw my father kiss the maid one day, and that is why I suffer now from kleptomania. When I was two, I suffered ambulance toward my brother, and so it follows naturally I poisoned all my lovers. I'm so glad that I have learned the lesson it is taught, that everything I do that's wrong is someone else's fault. That's where we are today. And that is contrary to what the Bible teaches. Unless people come to grips with the fact that they are accountable and that they are responsible for the decisions they make and the acts that they do, they'll never begin to improve. So the world is in constant rebellion against the Lord. And listen to this. Those outside of faith cannot reason rationally. They can't. Because they are missing a very important presupposition. And that presupposition is that God exists. And so they reason on a horizontal plane. And this environment, this world is under the strong influence of Satan. It is uh, the wicked will at times exceed the godly in numbers and sway in the world. So the psalmist says here and states the godly are gone. By this he means where is their influence? We can say that today. Where is the influence of the church in our society? When are we going to begin to take a stand? Like Martin Luther, here I stand. I can do no other. Answer to conscience. Conscience. Well, some of us have numbed our conscience because of what the world teaches us and what the world feeds us, and we see it all the time. And so we can say, well, we are the godly. It means the influence of the godly is missing. The faithful have vanished. Two possible reasons for this. One is that they have been run over by those who oppose them, and that the world has come against them, and they have been eradicated. They have been caused to hide away or either put away. Or the faithful are behaving in an unfaithful fashion. They say they love God, but they act as if they do not. They say they're committed to Christ, but they act as if they are not. So we have fallen under the influence of too much worldly thinking. And so that we have come accustomed to so many horrible things that we don't take sin in the world very seriously, and we don't take the sin in our lives as seriously as we should. And some are lazy about their walk and their obedience. It's not easy to be a Christian. It's a difficult calling. Jesus says, "Count the cost of following me. When you be my disciple, count the cost." And you know church history that there have been those who have had to pay with their lives because they were committed to Christ. As the psalmist writes, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's where we need to be. We need to be under the influence of God's word every single day. And you do that by reading your Bible and by praying. Prayer is so essential. If we are going to live the Christian life successfully, by successfully, I mean boldly. Then we don't shrink back. Then we don't look at something that's wrong and say, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Because God says it's not okay. Another thing is possible is they love their sin simply too much really give it up 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 5 if you'll listen as I read that I hope I wrote down the right reference examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to, take, to fail to meet the test. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and so that being a Christian is not hopping on of the luxury liner of ease and sailing the seven seas. And having no fight to be engaged in at all. We must self evaluate. If you're one and you know that there's something in you that's of the world, that's ungodly, and you don't care, you continue on in the activity, you have to ask yourself do I really love Jesus? Am I really committed to Christ? That's what he says here. That's what Paul is saying in Second Corinthians chapter 13. And the, as many people that profess faith in this country. And I don't know how big the number is, but there's a whole bunch. And for this country to be characterized by such wickedness, abortions being taken. The governor of Virginia said, take the baby, make it comfortable. And then we'll decide if we want to let it live or not. How barbaric is that? It makes no sense to be that heartless. And yet there this man was. And I understand that Maryland is trying to pass a law where that's exactly what they'll do. They'll let the baby be born and put the baby over here and make it comfortable. Then just let it lie there and die. You call us a civilized nation, we're not civilized. No civilized nation would do that kind of thing. And they fight for it. They fight for it. And we sit idly back and do nothing. Second thing is, God's servant knows that God is the only hope for positive Christian change. So he says in the beginning of the psalm, Save, O Lord. And it uses the covenantal name for God, Yahweh. Uh, the Bible has different names for God, depending on what characteristic of God they want to portray. For example, uh, Elohim is used in Genesis uh, 14. That's the exchange between uh, Melchizedek and uh, Abraham. Blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. There the word Elohim uh, speaks of God's power. Uh, to speak of God's sovereignty, we use Adonai. Well, here he uses Lord the covenantal name of God, because he's appealing to God on behalf of the church to remember his covenant promise and to bring revival and to bring his people back and to give them courage and to bring God's people together to stand for Christ in this point, in this case, to stand boldly for Christ. So he calls on him to act in such a way here in this psalm. And... He is not one who has lost courage. He's not one who has lost his heart, but recognizes that God is a God who is faithful. And so he calls upon this God who is faithful, and he uses that name, God, who called Abraham. I will be a God to you, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to your descendants. The same promises that God gave to Abraham are the promises that we cling to. The promises that we cling to. We can read about that in the book of Galatians. I think I read it earlier. I can't remember if we did or not. And so we see here how uh, the the prayer is essential. It's necessary. Uh, Pray for your children. Pray for your children daily. Pray for your friends' children. Pray for unconverted children of the church. Make that a habit in your life. Pray for them. Um, pray for your grandchildren. Uh, Tim uh, uh, Hoke wanted me to come live in Africa. And be on staff in the American Bible uh, at the, the, the school in Uganda. And he said this. I was going, he told me this a couple times. I was going to ask you, but your grandchildren need you. That's when he determined not, not to ask me to go. I don't know that I could have gone. I know I would not have wanted to go. But uh, he was going to ask me to move to Uganda. And he didn't because, he said, grandparents have a positive effect upon their grandchildren. And it gives them, I think, a deeper sense of roots in their lives from generation to generation. But lastly, that uh, the God's servants know that he will vindicate his people. So God hears. God hears our prayers. Every prayer that we make before him, he hears it. It's not that he's not listening. He hears every prayer that we bring before him. He's well aware of it. He receives it. And so God acts. Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord, and I will place him in safety for which he longs. No matter what we're dealing with in this life. We are never alone. God is with us. We are in times of such chaos. The Russian thug, and I think he's a thug, invading Ukraine, killing women and children, blowing up hospitals and schools. He has no shame. And I pray the Lord stand against him and not grant success to him. I pray the Lord would deal with him in a proper way. So we then, as God's people, are not to be discouraged. Our government is wicked. You can't say this is a righteous country. can't say it, because it's not. So we need to pray for our leaders. Pray for their conversion. Plead with God to give us godly leaders. In both our federal state, and city governments to ask God for that. But no matter what we are facing, we always remember this. God hears our prayers, and God will at the right time act. Now that is not to say that we are always physically delivered from woe. Uh, history doesn't support that. The Bible doesn't support that. But like Timothy said, I mean, like Paul said at the end of Timothy, the Lord stood with me. He was being questioned. You know, all his friends deserted him. But he said, the Lord stood with me. And he was successful. And by that he means he was faithful to Christ to his death. They put him to death. It was his last letter. But he did not shrink back because he saw the power of his God. And here in this psalm, the psalmist is convinced of the power of his God. The same God that he prayed to is the God that we pray to. And so we pray that the Lord would overthrow what they're doing in Russia. That he would not let them be successful. And we continue to pray if they take over. We continue to pray. We pray for our own nation. That God might send revival. And we went straight with people about the gospel. And we look to God to bless. He is in control. And he's going to bless his people. He's going to bless his church because he has told us he would. So we pray encourage, And we pray knowing that he hears and knowing that he will act. Do you know him this morning? Do you know this loving God who is powerful and who is in control of all things? Uh, If you don't know him, I would urge you to come to faith in Christ. Yes, he is faithful to receive those who come to him in sincerity. And if you are a believer, don't live a life of fear. Don't do that. Let's just suppose they launch one. What are you going to do? Drive to Mississippi. (laughs) I could only see your desire to do that, but I think that wouldn't help a whole lot. So don't be afraid, because this great God of ours is with us in life and in death. And we are going to have the wicked with us always, on every side of the wicked prowl, as vileness is exalted among the children of men. Let's pray.